Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're watching another episode of Bannockdotes, a podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Helps me out a bunch. You can comment down below things you like about the show, things you don't like about the show, maybe some potential guests you want to see in the future, um, questions you want to hear me ask, anything. I'm open to anything. This show is yours as much as it is mine. So yeah, leave it something below. Let me know what you're thinking. If you aren't already, follow us on our Instagram. That's where most of our updates happen. That's just at, at Banecdotes, uh, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And uh, if you're a local band and uh, you want to get featured on the show, uh, we do these new Music of the Month episodes where we feature all the new tunes that have come out of that month. Uh, those are only on the audio version of the podcast. Can't do it on YouTube. You know how it is. Um, yeah, so if you've got a new tune coming out in the month of March, shoot it my way. I'd love to feature it on the new Music of the Month episode. It's kind of like a radio show. Um, I mean, I, I'm not actually on radio. Uh, it's just the audio version, but like I do go through and talk a little bit about the bands. Uh, you know, there's a lot of new bands always popping up, so if you're always looking for something, definitely check out those episodes. That's why I'm trying to highlight all that cool stuff. Right on. Let's get into some shows. I mean, they're the same as last week, but let's it's just as exciting. I mean, we got No Passage Fest happening March 19th at Bridgeworks in Hamilton. That's Like Pacific, A Will Away, Exalt, Forest Green, Falsifier, Nightwell, Judgment, Downswing, Fight Club, Hazel, Napoleon, and Gavel. That's going to be a hell of a time. Indoor Shoes and Banecdotes presents... Crywing, which is a band from the UK. They've been here before. They're coming back again. They're playing a show at the Warehouse here in St. Catharines with The Commuted, Redcoat, Drifter, and my homie from high school, John Lepp. And that's on March 25th. Get your tickets for that. That's going to be a good time. You could get them at NiagaraWarehouse.com. I believe that's where you can find all that stuff. Thirdly, we've got Cold Shoulder doing a run of shows with Flashback for their Primal Fury release. Make sure you grab their record. I know I pre-ordered mine. Make sure you do yours. March 31st, they're in London with Rum Runners. Uh, at Rum Runners, sorry. At April 1st, they're in Toronto at Hard Luck Bar. April 2nd, they're in Ottawa, Dominion Tavern. And April 3rd, they're ending that run in Hamilton at the Absinthe. That's going to be a good time. Lots of cool shows. I mean, a lot of cool locals on those bills, too. I, I could talk forever about all those people playing those gigs. Um, I could go on. Uh, but a lot of cool locals. Make sure you go to those shows. It's going to be a good time. Teeth are doing a run of shows uh, starting April 6th in Hamilton at the Doors. And then April 7th, Sneaky Yees in Toronto. April 8th in Ottawa, Dominion Tavern. April 9th, Montreal at Le Foufou Electric. April 11th at Rum Runners. That's going to be a good time. And lastly, we've got our homies in the Loose Teeth. And they're playing in Toronto for the Wormwood release uh, with Rust, Still Numb, and Strange Limbs. And that's at Hard Luck Bar on April 15th. Make sure you grab your tickets for that. Going to be a good time. All right, folks. 
Let's get into my episode this week. We've got Sam Crowley. He plays in The Electric Dead. Uh, he plays in Temple of Night, uh, The Wake. He is a hardworking individual in Niagara. Uh, you know, when I first saw Temple of Night, they do the whole nine yards. They got the cloaks on. They've got these, they're not real torch, uh, like they're kind of like fake torches, but they definitely add to the t- essence. Um, they've got the corpse paint. Um, love it. They're a cool band. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check it out. It's super cool. Um, all right, folks, let's get into this episode.
Alright folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Banecdotes, a podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. My shirt this week is Wildside, repping the hardcore band. Uh, I don't know if you folks have been noticing, but I've been repping as many local band tees as I can on these shows. And uh, yeah, just here to support. My um, guest this week, we got Sam, Mr. Sam Crowley. Thank Hello. you for joining me. Thanks for having me. You're, you're the guy that uh, Ozzy wrote the song about, right? Uh, it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> now, if you want to give uh, the, the the viewers and listeners uh, a bit of uh, a background about yourself, what you do, what bands you play in. Okay. Um, the bands I'm playing in right now are uh, The Electric Dead, uh, Temple of Night, and uh, The Wake. Right on. Yeah. And uh, do you play the same instrument for all bands? Uh, sort of. In The Electric Dead and Temple of Night, I play guitar and do the vocals. In The Wake, I just get to play guitar, and uh, Maddie Blacklung does the, the vocals. Oh, right on, right on. So you're doing lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, you are one of the first guests that I asked to come on the show before we were a video cast, and yeah. we were doing the whole Zoom thing, and you said, you know what? Hold it off till now. It's until we can do this in person. So I'm glad we finally got to do this. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I um, I really, <laughs> as funny as it is with all of these things going on, I hate technology. Yeah. I really, really do. And um, <laughs> things like dealing with Zoom or video calls, I, it, it infuriates me. Like the second you get that glitching where you're about to say something, but it's not broadcasting at the same speed. So you're kind of talking over each other. I just, yeah, can't deal with it. So <laughs> I, I thank you for being being patient. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and waiting. I totally agree with you because uh, I I did so many interviews over Zoom. Uh, there can be a little bit of a disconnect. There's certainly not the same vibe as being in the same room with somebody. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that like we've finally gotten to expand at this point and finally get to have you on the show. Oh, happy to be here. <laughs> now I think the last time I think I saw you in person was probably a show that we played together at the warehouse. I couldn't tell you the date or what it is, but it was probably a center show with Temple of Night. I think that was the first Temple show. Really? Yeah, we only got to do uh, three shows. We did that show, which was our first one, and then we uh, did the opener for Green Jelly the following month, which is a bizarre <laughs> mix, but it was awesome. Um, and then we played up at uh, Tail End of the Junction. Where's uh, that? It's in Toronto, uh Apparently there's an area called the Junction and oh, okay, yeah, the Junction, the yeah. Tail end of it, um, and uh, yeah, we we played there, and that was in a December, and then within a couple months, we all know what happened. Yeah, and everything just kind of <laughs> disappeared. And that was the last gig you got to play. Yeah, yeah. Have you? So we we did um, two live streams, right? Um, and uh, yeah, we did one at. Um, the upper space? Yeah. Yeah. And then we did one out of um, uh, the studio basement that we rehearse in. And uh, uh, Pesta, our other guitar player, is a... He's a technical genius. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm like... I've been called like a Luddite. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate technology. He's amazing with it. So he was able to set up a, a fantastic live stream. And, and uh, Cam Schwartz yep. uh, came and, and did like the moving cam and stuff like that. And we did it all in black and white and it was, it was really cool. Uh, still not my favorite thing. I was just going to say, because live streaming, like when you're basically playing to a wall and you're trying to like, it's just feels so insincere. Yeah. Um, 
but at least we got to do something and and play a few new songs that we had been working on um so that was that was good but again not the same and have you guys been uh recording or doing much over like the pandemic you've been releasing a couple songs here and there yeah um actually there's uh a lot of it was stuff we had recorded so each band is kind of in a different stage of, of what they're doing yeah uh Temple has still one song from our original set of five recordings uh, to release, but uh, we were approached by a, a production company and we're in the process of shooting a, a pro video for it. Yeah, cool. So we haven't released the mix on that one, but we've almost got another five songs ready to go. So we'll be heading into recording those really, really soon. Uh, the Electric Dead, our second album is, we have one song left to mix. Right. And that one's ready to go. I don't know when that's going to come out because we want to release it on vinyl. Yeah. And because of COVID, I've heard there's vinyl Yeah, there's huge pushbacks. Yeah. Or whatever. So who knows? We have recorded a few, uh, or sorry, pardon me, released a few mixes of, of a couple of the new songs, uh, just as a little something to put out something. Mm -hmm. uh, and then The Wake is, the, the our first album is like 80% done. We just got uh, some backup vocals and I got to put some guitar solos and things on there, but the, the vast majority of it is, uh, is completed. So each band is kind of in a different stage of completion, um, but all really exciting things coming. Yeah. So you've, you haven't gotten to play any shows post uh, like pandemic in that way. No, the electric dead did in yeah. that brief window. We played, uh, we were in Toronto. We were at, um, the rock pile and then cherry colas when things were still like if you get out of your seat you have to wear a mask <laughs> yeah kind of thing um and i mean at the rock pile the audience was so far away and like they had to be seated and we had these plexiglass shields in front of our faces weird. And, like, it was weird yeah uh so even though you're there and that's great it's still pretty disconnected yeah you know um and then the one at cherry colas the very nature of cherry colas means you're closer to the audience, which right. was better. They still had to be seated, but at least they can only be a few feet away from you because it's it's much smaller. Uh, and then we played um, we played our Halloween show, mm -hmm. right? And and that by then, you know, as long as you had an open drink in your hand, you were impervious to all dangers. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny thing. Yeah. So that was a lot more relaxed, um, and people were able to come up to the front of the stage, and uh, it felt like a like a real show again. Like a, like a real show. Yeah. Now, now, I know both scenarios aren't ideal, but if you had to choose between a live stream or like those weird constricted uh, concerts, what would you choose? The weird constricted yeah, concerts. Yeah, yeah. Because again, you're, you're getting ready to do the live stream and it's like, okay, we're on in 10 minutes. And then something crashes and and my <laughs> hatred of technology rises up, right? It's like, at least with the with the restricted audiences and all those things, it's, you go, you turn on your amp, you play, and, and generally everything works. It doesn't have the same energy, but everything at least works. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. You can also tell uh, if people are enjoying themselves, you know, like playing live rather than a live stream. You don't yeah. know until after you're done if people even were A, watching, dug it, or any sort of, like, when obviously you're playing a show, you could tell if someone's digging you by, you know, if they're watching you or if they're out for a smoke, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we, in, the, um, in the second Temple live stream that we did out of our studio space, uh, Pesta had set up a whole, like, widescreen TV monitor so we could kind of see what people were saying. 
But that's a problem because you're playing and you glance down and someone's writing some <laughs> smart assy comment in there and you get distracted, yeah. right? It's it's not like the distraction that comes from an audience like movie around. Like, that's not distracting, right? But also when you're reading some some comment there and and uh, no, don't don't engage with that. Yeah. Like, face the camera like it's so <laughs> Yeah, no, not not great. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, has there been any bands uh, in Ontario that's caught your attention within the last couple of years or so? Anything that you've been jamming more so? Um, yeah, I mean, there's different bands. Each of my, each of my bands, kinds of lives in a different scene. Yeah. So, um, I get to kind of play with different bands, like with the Electric Dead. We have played with house of haunt or rehab for quitters so many times and they're such amazing bands and there's so much fun um uh blood opera like there's uh, all these great great bands in that kind of like horror rock yeah genre rehab for quitters isn't horror rock but there's such great people and such a fun band um again temple of night didn't really get to uh do too much like we were just kind of stepping. We haven't done like a real like total black metal show. Mm -hmm. um, but Stolos out of Kitchener. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, they're a cool band. Like, they're one of my favorites. Um, I was really digging Astroth Incarnate, but unfortunately they have folded. Um, and uh, there's another black metal band uh, for Mother. Okay, that, cool. That's uh, kind of up and coming. We were, we were trying to set some things up. And then the second, you know, the, the fall version of like everything's canceled happened. So... Um, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, Nordic Winter. Oh, cool! I, I yeah, really yeah, dig. yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're out of Quebec, but I, and I for, please forgive me for saying the name <laughs> wrong, but Mayscairn or something. Yeah. Uh, it's the spelling is funny, but I I love them. I love 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 them, and uh, I've messaged back and forth with them a few times because they were really digging the temple stuff and super nice people and and uh, awesome awesome music so you've been playing music for quite a while now right uh so i started when i was 17 17 eh what was that first band uh it was a terrible cover band and <laughs> and because the singer in the band um i'm uh i'm not going to gratify him with even mentioning what that band was called okay right? like <laughs> nothing. um but i was i was just a kid you know 17 I played bass in that band. It was just covers. It was it was nothing nothing uh, earth shattering. Mm -hmm. But like my, my first show ever was at the old Hideaway. Oh, cool! Yeah, open mic night. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and um, Jen, the drummer from Astral Witch. Yeah, yeah. Was the drummer in that band? Oh, cool. So I've known her since tenth uh, grade. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that was. Uh, that was fun. And then from there, uh, Jen and I um, were in a band called The Wicked. Yeah. Um, and that band went through many incarnations. Um, uh, my my buddy Chester from, I keep wanting to say, he, he was in Coffin Rot with Cam Schwartz way back in the day. Okay. <laughs> uh, and now that I need to say his new band's name, which is a brutal death metal band, and they're amazing out of Halifax, and the name is eluding me, and he's going to punch me <laughs> so hard. Luckily, he's much smaller than me, so I'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> um, it'll, it'll come to me when I'm not trying to think of it so hard. But uh, 
yeah, so he was the 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 bass player in that and it was kind of like we were super into like white zombie and stuff cool um and so it was kind of like a, a horror metal kind of thing and then different drummers came in different guitar players and and uh yeah so that band had a lot of different uh incarnations but that was kind of the first serious band we got to open for the uh the misfits oh fine um on the american psycho tour when oh, they that's played cool. it. Uh, what was that it was that pub on on king street there Dang. Uh, no. It was in that little plaza on uh, right across from the um, that hotel that just burnt down. Right across from there. Yeah. There was. I, there was. It was at a cougar bar. N- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um, it was kind of like a, a sci-fi kind of bar. Oh, really? Dang. My memory's not so great. Yeah. I'm really actually, my memory's terrible. When you were like, come up with a couple of things that were interesting, I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. All right, okay, I can do that. I can see what I can do, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so that, that band did some some really cool things. Uh, and then from there, I played, I did my first stint in uh, a local industrial band called MDM. Okay, cool. Which is actually, was with the other two guys in... Uh, the Electric Dead. Yeah. We were all in that band together, except it was a very different lineup. I just played guitar. Kisho, our current bass player, was the vocalist. And Dickie was the drummer. Again, actually, he was a keyboard player for a little while, and then he became the drummer. Uh, and I left that band to be in a different industrial band. Um, went back into MDM, uh, which was that in it was during that time where my first story. Okay. That, you're like, come up with some stories. Okay. So we got an opener for KMFDM. Yeah. And obviously we were pretty excited about that. It was kind of the right the scene we were in. And the week before the gig, I was in a martial arts tournament. Okay. And uh, do you know Kendo? I'm familiar with it's it. It's like the Japanese with version the of fencing, like sword fighting, but with bamboo, with bamboo swords. Bamboo, yeah. yeah. So I was in a tournament uh, doing that, and I and I broke my... Like the bowl oh, of my wow. pinky, like right, like right across the pinky was just kind of hanging there. Jesus. Um, and so I got all casted up, and like these two fingers were free, but everything else was in a cast. And I had to call the the guys and be like, "I broke my hand." <laughs> and of course, you know, tensions are high. Right. But uh, you know, I kind of sat down in um, in college and university. I was a classical guitar player. So, you know, I had the little footstool and things. I was like, well, what if I, what if I do this? And I got my foot up and I got my guitar there. And because there was just a little bit of meat there, I could kind of palm mute. And I was like, okay, I can play, but I've got to sit down. <laughs> so for this ex- really exciting opener that we had, and there was like the, it was at the, the Moose and Goose. Yep. And it was packed. And so we're opening for KMFDM and I, I've got to sit there while everyone else is rocking out. I, and I can remember like playing and just shaking my head to myself, like going like, come on. Um, but the, uh, the KMFDM guitar players thought that that was really cool that even though I'm walking in with this big cast, like the show was going on. Right. right. So I got uh, professional respect there, but nice. it didn't really make me feel any better. That's wild. So yeah. And then, uh, after that, I, I kind of left playing music for about seven, eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I kind of, some other things were going on and so I just kind of put it away and, uh, you know, even went so far as like 
sold all my equipment. Really? I had always, I've always had a classical guitar kicking around. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I sold all my electrics. Like I just got rid of everything. And, and then once that part of my life was uh, over, it started to actually, as that part of my life was coming to a close, it's, I started to get the, the itch again, right? So right. Buy an electric guitar. You start, you know, getting the fingers and hands back in shape. Um, and then the, uh, originally what I really wanted to do, um, was start a black metal band right then. Yeah. Right. Cause I'd always dreamed of like making this massive epic black metal band. Cause I, ever since I heard in the Nightside eclipse when I was 18, uh, which for me is a really, like, it was brand new at the time. Right. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it had just come out. Um, uh, I'd always wanted to do something like that. It just really spoke to me, but my chops were not they happening. They were just not up to it. Yeah. Luckily, I was also a really big Danzig fan and, and for the Misfits. So I started, you know, what happens if I go that way? And that was much more within my new skill set and uh i started writing songs and i wrote two songs and sent them to you know my former mdm bandmates just to say hey guys you know just listen to what i'm doing and give me some feedback and and keisha was like we have to do this yeah. this has to be a band I'm like oh oh i wasn't expecting that <laughs> right um so then it became like okay I, i'm gonna need an and yeah so you buy some some equipment and we kind of bought like entry-level equipment because we were like who knows if this is gonna yeah if this is gonna continue but i kept writing songs and they kept liking the songs and so you know after a couple of years of doing that we upgraded to some real equipment and uh which is why our second album whole oh, man <laughs> the sounds we've got on it i mean we're using better equipment and and uh, kisho's upgraded his studio and you know he's learned a lot of things and so the second album is sounding like really really killer that's awesome um but yeah so that was kind of the uh how that went and then we were we had completely written and we were rehearsing the second album and i knew i knew that those guys were like would really want to just focus on that but at that point you know like constantly writing being creative was really really important to mm -hmm. my uh mental state mm -hmm. so i was like i need to keep writing but i didn't want to write all these songs that were just going to get shelved so i thought oh, I'll i'll write I'm going to write black metal, right? I've been, I've been back to playing for a few years. Fingers are working. Let's, let's try this. Kind of a similar situation. I, I demoed a couple of, uh, of songs and uh, was hanging out at, at uh, Long McQuaid and um, where our, the temple by all the, our bass player works there. Yeah. Um, and he, he and I have been chatting for, for quite some time and I said to him, hey, you know, been writing some black metal and i and i sent them in in, in uh, the the just the rough the rough demos like with you know I, I know enough about drums i can program some realistic drums and mm -hmm. some keys and all that stuff and he was like oh if, if this ever becomes a thing uh i'd like to play bass okay i'll keep that in mind but never thinking because like it was fast it was like and i i had been out of touch with the music scene especially that part of the music scene for a really long time so i i didn't know anyone mm -hmm. like really um and uh so it was kind of a nice little like oh that's a nice compliment he wants to he'd like to play bass and and i went home went back to long McQuaid a week later 
and uh, Pesta, our guitar player, was working there at the time. And I guess they had been talking. And they said, well, I want in too. He said, I want in too, right? Like, okay. And and, uh, I, and I knew that we would need a keyboard player. Mm-hmm. And Valhalla, our keyboard player, was the keyboard player back in the Wicked. Oh, cool. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, she was, she was in there too. Like, yeah. I've known some of these people for like most of my life. Yeah. And so I was like, there's, there's only one person I can think of that would be able to do this. So I messaged her and I'm like, you want to play black metal? <laughs> and she was all about it. And in the meantime, she's become like a full-fledged opera singer. Like she sings in, she's sung in Italy. Um, and like she teaches at universities. Like we have a doctor of music in, wow. our, in our black metal band. And <laughs> she's a monster, right? Like, it's, it's amazing. Um, and so, you know, I, I went back to Long McQuaid and, 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 and told those two, I was like, okay, all we need is a drummer. And they said, call this guy. And I had known Impaler from uh, playing in Various. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we had, we were on good terms. We kind of just knew each other, like those people you know around the scene. And yep. you know, easygoing guy, messaged him. And so within two weeks from like, hey, I've, I've been writing black metal. I had like this whole band of like <laughs> top notch, crazy players. Uh, we were a band and we've been a band ever since. Yeah. So again, it was just weird, weird uh, way that that all came together and just how, what a, what a powerhouse band it is now. Sometimes I just, I'm at rehearsal and watching everyone and, you know, shaking my head going, how did this happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's really, it's really amazing. And then actually The Wake was also just a very, it started with, um, with Maddie and I kind of commenting on a similar blues music post I think and uh, you know we both had a mutual love of like Delta Blues old Robert Johnson stuff um, and you know I had said you know I've got a resonator guitar we should uh, mess around with this and he came over and we messed around for a couple hours and then both our lives just kind of got busy and it just got shelved and like a year and a half later <laughs> once again through a Facebook comment conversation we were like we really should get back to this. And we did. So I wrote a bunch of music and sent it to him. And he immediately was able to write these amazing lyrics and melodies and just totally capture this like spooky, swampy vibe that was so amazing. And then he was, you know, writing some songs on guitar that have more of um, like a, like a dirty outlaw country kind of, thing and yeah and then it became we started talking about well we're going to record these how are we going to do it so we did our first kind of demo and you know he played some uh, drums on just using an electronic kit and Dan Mackey did the engineering on that Um, and we had a great time and you know we were like oh they're like you should put slide on it I've never played slide in my life (laughs) Uh, okay, I've got one. And so I kind of did these slide solos and stuff. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun, right? And so then as we were looking at, okay, doing a, taking it further, suddenly I was like, okay, maybe we should have a band. And so we got um, Richard Sin from the, formerly of the Screaming Black Cadillacs, and now he's in the Border City City Beatdowns. 
amazing bass player. <laughs> like, he walked in, first of all, super nice guy. Like, I'm, I don't like new people most sure, of the time. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, when I play music, I, I, I want to play with my friends and yeah. people I like. So, yeah, like, absolutely. bringing in people that I don't know, it, it's always a little, it can hmm, be tough. How's this going to go? But he was fantastic right out of the gate. Like, I immediately felt comfortable with him, and he's such a great player. Um, and Pesta, the drummer or the, the guitar player for Temple, well, he had been working on his drum chops, and he kind of said, I'd like a, a shot at that, and just killed it. Nice. So, you know, on this new album, he's done all the drums, and like, we've, we've done, we've only done one live show. They, uh, we, we got to open for the Electric Dead at, uh, at our Halloween show. That's how you keep more money. Yeah, you yeah, for yeah. Yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it just amazing. Um, and Maddie, I've known Maddie forever, way back when the Wicked, when I was a teenager in the Wicked, he had a band called uh, Manseed, and we played just like MDM was in that same like. If if anyone digs out the old. C ninety four, C ninety five CDs, like all we're all on there, nice. right? Like that's kind of where we all came up from, and uh, so just to have all these people from those days is is amazing. And I mean, I've known I've known Pesta since he was like twelve. Wow, I was friends with his older sister, and so he'd be you know at the house when we would all be over there, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, but it's pretty amazing that all these people I've known for so long how those friendships have continued and how we all work together and, yeah. you know, have kept the creative creativity alive, you know? That's insane. Wow. Well, lots of history there. Yeah, sorry. No, I don't know no how worries. long we have. I may have just rattled on. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Uh, now, being uh, a fan of horror and, like, because, you know, with your bands and whatnot and even playing a, 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 a killer yourself in a, in a, a couple of videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine you're, uh, it's, it's safe to say you're a fan of horror. Yeah. 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 If, have you watched any new horror movies lately? Have you, have you seen anything within the last couple of years? And I want to know what you think about them. Okay. Um, well, we just watched the, the new Texas Chainsaw sequel. How did you think of it? I know a lot of people are saying bad things. And I mean, <laughs> let's face it. It's never going to be what the original was. Of course. Like, the original is... You could say that about most things, but yeah. 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 Um, at first I was... I don't like the whole, like... I don't want, I don't know if I should be giving spoilers away. If the audience is going to be... If they haven't watched it, they're going to be angry at me. <laughs> there were certain elements of it that were kind of like typical... All I'm going to say is like that party bus thing. It was like very typical kind of like, I don't know. I feel like since Scream came out, like that teenage party thing is, yeah. I don't like that. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I guess the premise of it was, was okay. Um, I was, you know, the fact that they just called it Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just like Halloween 2018 was just called Halloween. Halloween. And then they brought back, um, the uh, woman, what's her character's name? In Halloween, Laurie. Well, yeah, Laurie Strode, but then in, in Texas Chainsaw. Oh, uh, I, I, um, oh Sally. Sally and uh, Hardesty. Yeah. 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 Um, they brought her back. And of course, she's a badass now, right? And I'm like, oh boy, are we just like... But when they got to the ending, I was like, okay, you clearly have gone your own way here. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed it for... um. For what it was. Yeah. 
you know it wasn't i think some of the other movies that have made actually more of like a like a wow impact on me are um like the witch yeah that or, one's yeah or oh, midsummer i haven't seen i haven't seen the witch but i've heard lots about it haven't seen Midsummer, but I've seen the what's the uh, Hereditary. That's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These kind that of like fucked up slow burn thinkers, or or like I know it's old, but like The Wicker Man. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of like with Midsummer and The Wicker Man, where you know clearly these people are like the bad guys, mm-hmm. but because of I'm kind of on their side. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah, keep your island. Keep these people off your island. Or like, keep your old traditions. And like, the, old, the outside world sucks. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. And when people come in, well, that's the way it goes. That's kind of how I felt about with the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I felt like the entire time I was like, your Leatherface has like every right to kill all of these people. Like, I'm for this. I enjoyed it for the wrong reasons, I feel like. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... Uh, like, I, I was a lot of the time going, no fucking way. This is ridiculous. But I was also enjoying it. Like, yeah. I thought it was really dumb, but still really fun. <laughs> and yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that he had kind of been tamed. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And just, again, I, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it and it's spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but when, uh, when she's saying, you know, like, stay out of my room. And you're like, like. It's kind of a weird thing to say, but then you see why yeah. she wants him, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of neat that someone had managed to tame him, but like without that, game over. Game over. That was it. Awesome.
All right, well, I think we could get into some more anecdotes uh, with each other. So, uh, yeah, let me know a couple more stories that you have from being uh, in bands and band culture, whether it's on the road or in the studio or anything in between. Uh, okay. Um, well, I told you about how I broke my hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. And being in the, in the Duskwalker video as the Shadow Creeper was awesome yeah right? and because it was in the 97.7 building which you know since i was a kid you've heard stories about yeah, the secret right. tunnels and the history and the ghosts i'd always wanted to go in there right mm -hmm. and to be able to see like the back areas right like not just like the front lobby Did you see anything creepy in there like anything weird happening? no nothing unfortunately yeah. no <laughs> but just to be in there and to see that history yeah uh, um and and to you know and to get to work with, with Cam and the Rabbit Dog people, because, mm -hmm. again, I've known Cam back when he had his radio show at Brock with Metal Dan. Like, yeah. They would have... Uh, Chronic Aggression. The, yeah. The, the folks from The Wicked, we'd be on there, and we we always had a great time, and he's a fantastic guy. He's so, a great guy to be So around. getting to work with them, and the Duskwalker folks are awesome, like... So I get to go in this building, I've always wanted to go in, <laughs> and I get to be this horrific monster and do all this stuff. Great time. Yeah, you get to yeah. play out that that fantasy, right? Yeah, it was uh, it it was really good. Um, Who came up with that idea? Like, we, we, did you did they approach you and go like, we need a killer, and you're like, say no more. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what they said. They had this idea. Well, they had the song, the Shadow Creeper. Yep. Um, and I guess because of my whole Temple of Night outfit, which is basically. It's what I wore. <laughs> I, I wore my, uh, I I wore the long sleeve version of it, but yeah, and I uh, wore my these contacts and then all the makeup, and they had rubber hands for me and all this stuff, and yeah, so they, uh, I guess, saw that, and I'm I'm a big person, right? So that, that uh, you can't tell on the screen, but um, it's uh, I can be a little imposing, I suppose, if you know, especially when they're shooting upwards. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's good fun. Um, a funny story is an Electric Dead story. Uh, we were playing at, here goes my memory again, it was a bar in the basement. It was it was like a metal club. It's closed now. It's gone. Where? In Toronto. Oh, Sorry. okay. Uh, Coalition? I, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were playing there and, um, you know, having a great time. And the audience started to, first of all, I smelled this horrific smell <laughs> and I thought like someone in the audience had a gas problem. Right. right. And I'm thinking to myself while I'm playing, I'm thinking you rotten bastard. How could you do this? Corrupt us the whole like, concert. Yeah. Like we're having a great time here and you're like stinking us out. And, and so, you know, I'm a little grumpy about that. Yeah. Yeah. But then the audience starts to move away and the Electric Dead has had a, a, you know, I feel very fortunate that people have really kind of taken to that band. Yeah. Um, usually it goes the other way. We start playing and people start coming closer. Yeah. I, you know, being in some of the other bands like the Wicked back in the day, like I have experienced clearing an audience because they just didn't like you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was kind of like, no, not again. Yeah. This, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. These songs are new. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then someone from the bar came up on the side and said like, you got one song left and we've got to clear the bar. A sewer pipe had broken and the floor in front of the stage. So it wasn't some audience member with a horrific gas problem. There was literally sewer water pouring up into the venue. So for the first time ever, 
we had to be evacuated right <laughs> and cleared out like <laughs> and that was it the show was over and uh yeah so we talk about a shit show well we joked you've seen dogma <laughs> yeah, yeah the golgothan yeah yeah so we we joked that we summoned the golgothan yeah, right. uh in uh at that show yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh you hit the brown note someone did <laughs> but just the whole the whole process of like for me thinking it was an audience member crop dusting us to you know you need to leave and the, yeah and then you know people were still rocking out and i remember getting splattered oh no right and 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 going like what the hell who's who's throwing water or what's going on at least it didn't get in my mouth yes that's good <laughs> wow that's yeah. insane and that was that coalition eh yeah yeah that was a cool club. I liked that place. Aside from the plumbing issues. <laughs> was that a regular thing there? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, wow. Can you imagine? That was just like... That's its claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally floods with sewage. <laughs> great um, turnouts, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. We, up, up until that point, we were having a great time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's... Uh, that, that was definitely a weird one. We played a couple of... Um, Again, the like the electric head temple. I don't have too many temple stories because we only have to play a few shows, um, and and thankfully, you know, knocking on wood, disaster has not struck us at rehearsal and yeah. things like. It's pretty. It's been pretty calm. And, and right. again, the wake is also really new. We uh, we've only done one show, so mm -hmm. again, not too not too many things. Um, but uh, the electric dead has been booked twice to play these birthday parties like private functions okay and again we really appreciated it like we were treated really well fed all these things but like when you think oh you're a private party you kind of imagine yourself like in a um like a basement or like maybe on a back patio of a house and you're setting things up neither of those shows turned out like that okay um the first one uh we pulled up and it's out in the middle of middle of nowhere <laughs> on this old farm so right away where does my head go it's the texas chainsaw texas house. chainsaw mass <laughs> yeah that's right and they kind of led us around you know they're like okay come around the back and you know it's early afternoon there's already people who are you know have clearly been partying since the early hours of the morning and you're like okay and we had to cross this bridge over this like really deep <laughs> really deep wide almost like a creek right <laughs> but they had like these two metal things it was like you had to line your wheels up and, and go across like so you had like to drive the across. bridge of death oh, yeah wow. so you went across the this bridge and then they had this whole big covered stage with lights and the whole like this was just their thing right okay um and so we set up we sound check someone went unconscious and passed out and had, like it was so we're like oh this is this is interesting again everyone's being nice to us but right. it's just like it's, it was just such a complete change from showing up to a club you know plugging in plugging in talking to the sound guy like it was different right and so we, we did the show and uh then we're leaving but now we have to cross the bridge of death in the dark oh boy <laughs> Because this is again out in the country. There's no street lights. No, there's, there's no lights. Nothing. And your headlights aren't going to do much. And you're so, go over it. yeah, I'm. I kind of. My car's loaded with all my things, and I'm <laughs> like, all right, line it up the best I can, and I'm not going to 
I was like, I'm not just going to creep across this thing and, you know, go, Aah. I'm just going to have to give her. Yeah, just floor. <laughs> so I did. And my back wheel, just as I was going out, like, I, I, if I had gone slow, I probably would have gone really? in. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Keisha was like, you almost went in there. I was like, yep. But I just kind of <laughs> gunned it. And uh, sometimes you just have to go straight ahead. Gun it and run it. Yeah. How it, was that show? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It was a private party. It's not like you get like, like a hundred people or anything like that. It was, it was just, um, some people who really liked the music and, and, uh, there was a couple other, um, a couple other bands there and, uh, yeah, we were just one of like three or four bands. Um, they were just having a, a good old time there. And, and then they were all used to the death bridge. I get, well, they didn't have to drive across it. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think. There you go. I don't remember. That's the kicker. My mind, it, it was such a, it was one of those things where the situation was so unusual, it's become a blur. Right. Like, picking out big details, like the bridge of death and things like that. I can, and for the person passing out, like, I can remember those things. But um, a lot of the other, the other stuff, um, deciphering the pale. Oh, cool. Yeah, They yeah. were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've known Gord, uh, again, since forever. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, an old, old, old friend. Um but uh, yeah, that was that was a weird one. And then we got booked to play another uh, private function. Again, the guy who booked us, fantastic. Like, love the guy to death. Mm -hmm. um, and but again, out in the middle of like nowhere. <laughs> it took like two hours it's to get there. It's always the case too, right? And <laughs> you pull up, and you're like, oh, okay. It's like it. It was again. They the really unnerving thing was they had this um, like a pig roasting spit thing. Yeah, big enough to roast a human. Oh like, God! It, I was like, people can fit in that thing. So, <laughs> so, and then they had like this cookhouse right in the middle, a very rustic kind of. So again, you're like Texas Chainsaw Texas. things are going through your head. Um, but uh, that that audience was amazing we had a great time um and uh you wouldn't expect to sell a ton of merch at uh, at a private party but we did you did yeah it was it was great and they they fed us paid us we sold merch people yeah we had a great time but again you just it's that you don't know what you're getting into when you pull up and you see things where people could be cooked in them and you're like oh i'm out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Am I going to be in that thing next? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... It, I don't... Um, I don't have crazy stories of, uh, of drinking and overindulge. That's never been my my thing as far as music goes, right? Well, right. one, I've always had to been someone who drives and moves all the gear. Yeah. Yeah. There's always... There's some people who just... Who never... They've never driven to a gig. They always get a ride. And, you know, that's... <laughs> That's the way it works For out. For a long time, that was me. Um, and then there's those people who, every time it comes time to buy a new vehicle, they have to take into account that they're going to haul their band stuff around. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's always been me. Okay. Right? So, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, always playing sober and uh, and just never, it's always been about a great performance, a great experience for the audience, um, never about, you know, rock and roll overindulgence and, right. and silliness like that. Um, so I don't really have stories about uh, things like that. I have more funny things like 
venues flooding with with sewer water or you know the, <laughs> the typical things where uh your bass player shows up to a gig without his bass yeah or or he disappears for a month and he and, and, <laughs> The bass player I'm talking about will know exactly who he is. <laughs> do we have the same bassist? <laughs> uh, well, he disappeared for a month one time. It's like they all do that. And we had a gig booked. <laughs> and we, we we were like, okay, well, we'll show up to the gig just hoping that, that he would show up. And he did. He did. He did. With his equipment that time, too. And, yeah, no questions asked. He's no. like, I'm here to go, guys. He's like, what? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you told Fantastic. me to be here. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Practice. And uh, yeah, so you know, silly, <laughs> silly things like that uh, happening over the years, but um, nothing, nothing wild. No, no, it's, it's it was just never a focus. Right. Right. It was like I said, um, it's about putting on like ever ever since the Wicked, any band I've been in has been theatrical. Mm-hmm. Right. There's always been makeup and and a whole like a whole persona involved to to really kind of bring that full experience because the bands that like that i really loved all did that right right? like white zombie white zombie when i was in high school white zombie and like the original misfits were like huge for me Mm -hmm. right um and i don't know if you ever saw white zombie back in the day i've never seen them no wow i i was lucky enough again it's because I'm old enough. Uh, <laughs> I saw from the front row against the rail so many times. Really? Like just what an explosive, amazing live band. Like it was seeing White Zombie was always amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so like that kind of thing really influenced me. And um, so, you know, we'd always have props and like, you know, we had six foot Satans on either side of the stage <laughs> and banners and lights and flaming pumpkins and all this stuff. And uh, in MDM, you know, we had extra lights and uh, like a whole show. And then, I mean, you've, you've seen what we do with the Electric Dead with, with a three-headed dog. And, yeah. And now with Temple, other than our our own selves, and we have some torches and things like that, that when you've got five people, plus well, one of them has a whole keyboard rig on stage, you kind of start limiting your, <laughs> yeah. your extra props because That's right. you don't have space. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, you want to put on... You want to put on a good show, and I mean, I, I've been into that whole the old Norwegian black metal scene since like Nightside Eclipse. Like I remember like buying the old zines and following the whole like Euronymous Odyssey and and right. everything like, when that was all new news. Yeah, right, and like getting like waiting forever for these imports to come in and like finding a new band. Like when I got the Nordic metal uh, um, tribute to Euronymous uh, when it first came out. And I heard Mortis for the first time, his Dungeon Synth music. That's right. Oh, was a life changer for me, right? Like some of those things like Emperor and, and, and Mortis have just been staples of my life for like almost 30 years. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, those were great times back then when you really had to, I know it's nice to be able to just YouTube whatever and you can find it, but there was something exciting about finding, discovering, discovering this music and then like, going to tantrum records or station to station and like placing an import order and yeah. waiting six months and then it <laughs> finally comes in and, and you just treasured those CDs and tapes and things. And yeah, I really, uh, I'm glad I got to experience that. Yeah. You know, that, there's really something to that. For sure. Now when you're on the road, what's your go-to gas station snack? What's the thing that you grab when you're in a gas station stop? 
I like beef jerky. Yep. Great beef jerky, choice. Beef jerky's a good one. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't really... Eat, I try not to eat, like... I used to be a huge fan of Doritos. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and then... Uh, until the heart attack. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Actually, until I had... Um, I had th- there was a couple... Of, you know, I just tossed a, a couple out in my yard because I was out on my deck and I didn't want to finish it. So I was kind of like, oh, the animals eat it. Yeah. I live out in the country, so, you know... Something's always in my yard. Yeah, yeah. And then when I went out the next day, and those Doritos were still there. <laughs> they were still there. <laughs> and I went the, and then it became like a thing. How long will these Doritos last? And they kept lasting. And it hit me. I was like, not even raccoons, because we got raccoons. Right. Like, not even animals will eat these things. I'm not eating this crap <laughs> That's anymore. That, that was the realization. That, yeah, that was like the moment. And, uh, and I just kind of decided, I try to stick to real foods. Yeah. And and that kind of stuff. So, ooh, I'm putting that in my body. Like, <laughs> that's so, funny. Yeah, it's funny so, that the animals can like decipher that. They're like, that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'll eat garbage, but I'm not eating that. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is that? So yeah, no thanks. So yeah, eating eating good food, real food, and uh, so yeah, gas station snacks. It uh, difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, beef so jerky is the that's only. That's where, like, yeah, beef jerky is, is about as good as it nice. gets there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the furthest you've uh, gotten to play from home uh, with any of your bands? Um, mm, heading east, Montreal. Uh, heading west, Windsor. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's I like. I've never gone. Across Canada, right? Or um, it's tough. Yeah, and it's just um, given the career choices and things that I made, it, it just wasn't feasible. Um, and uh, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, and now you know we we talk about about doing a a, a longer stint, and I, I feel that now I also feel that now I'm in bands that could do that, whereas there was a certain amount of immaturity in some of my older bands. Right. Like when we made the wicked, we were kids. Yeah. Right. And you know, we, it's one of those things I wish I knew now or <laughs> wish I knew then what I know now. Like right. I would approach things so differently. Um, but I have, I have no regrets in that way. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's just music's always been an outlet and something I enjoy doing, but not something I felt compelled to take everywhere. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, I don't have extensive uh, touring experience that way. Um, I'd like to go, you know, I would love to get all the way to Halifax. Yeah. Um, Halifax is great. And uh, Root Cellar, that's his band. Dude. Chester's band. <laughs> See, I told you when I wasn't thinking about it anymore. If you like death metal, You've got to check out Root Cellar out of Halifax. It's kind of this whole like, like um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, like the potato sack kind of. Okay. Like Chester's really, really into like that era of Friday the Thirteenth, and so that's been a, like a major ish, like a major um, influence on on their stuff, and they're totally awesome. And uh, yeah, I I apologize, buddy, that I forgot the name of your band. We got it though. It's the pressure. The pressure. <laughs> that's awesome. Now if. Any of your bands, whether it's Electric, of De- uh, Electric Dead, uh, Wake, uh, Temple of Night, was at the level of Metallica. You guys are huge, selling out arenas. 
what is on the rider? What is in the uh, the green room waiting for you? What is the rock star dream rider? What an interesting question. <laughs> and one that I've never, ever thought of. It's it's one of those, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What is waiting? Hmm. Uh, one, real food. Yep. It's got it like... A veggie tray. Uh, you know, I, no, I eat meat, like, like, but it's got to be good, yeah. right? Like, okay, I don't cool. want to eat garbage. Like, I don't want to, I don't want, um, like, a tray of fast food crap, right? Like right. Some, some real food. Um, hmm. Yeah. Some, I like, if I had to choose an alcohol, because I don't really drink that much, but I do, like, like, Crack Canoe, this really, like, super light yep. beer. Yeah. I know some people are like, oh, I, I. I know some people who are uh, a bit um, snobbier with their beer taste. I, I have simple. Sure. I have simple tastes, right? I, I've always considered myself a, a simple person in that way. I don't need deluxe anything. I'm 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 okay. You're a simple man. I I am a simple Let, man. That's the. You're also the what Leonard Skinner wrote about. You're two both Ozzy and Skinner. It's all the all the classic rock is embodied in me. Um, yeah, no, just some simple things like I don't need, uh, you know, a place to shower afterwards would be nice. Yep. Um, my my concerns with my concerns would largely be with as long as I've got food, a place to get cleaned up, a clean dressing room. I got to tell you because again, all these bands with all the makeup and contacts, mm-hmm. everything. Nothing is more disheartening than walking into the bathroom and one, there's no mirror in the guy's bathroom. Or there is a mirror and it's just covered with band stickers. <sighs> yes. And then <laughs> the floor, like the floor of the walls are so nasty. You're like, oh my God. Oh my, like you just don't want to touch anything. <laughs> yeah. And you're like balancing things on the top of the, the paper towel dispenser so they don't touch any. <laughs> a clean place to get ready. Yeah. That's all. Super important. The, the more would be like, what I would like to have the budget for in the performance. Sure. Right. We, um, a, f- a couple of years ago, we did, um, we were playing at taps in the falls, um, on the outdoor stage and, uh, the electric dead boys, uh, were good friends with a performer named Christopher Campbell. Uh, he goes, his professional name is Phoenix fire. Okay. He, uh, he's done a lot of our, um, he'll come down to St. Catharines to do our, our Halloween shows. And he does things like, you know, eats razor blades and the first time I met him, oh, these are fun stories. Christopher provides so many fun stories. It's great. Um, the first time I met him, he was like, could you, would you be part of the performance with me? I was like, okay, what do you, what do you want me to do? He's like, how steady are your hands? I'm like, pretty good. He's like, I want you to chainsaw an apple in my mouth. Jesus Christ. With an electric chainsaw. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So he told me specifically, you know, what angles. And, uh, yeah. And so the first time I met Christopher, I was chainsawing an apple in his mouth. When I got off stage, there was a, a text from my wife saying, I just saw a video of you chainsawing an apple in a man's mouth. Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Because <laughs> she was just sawed from home, right? That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah. So with Christopher, I've chainsawed an apple in his mouth. He's had me push like electric dead buttons, the pin through his cheek where he then wore it the whole rest of the night. Oh. Um, I've helped him go up a ladder of machetes where he was jumping into a, a container of razor blades. <laughs> and when he fell off the ladder of machetes, I caught him. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Jesus. I, at our this year's Halloween show, he was the human dartboard, and we all threw darts into his back. Okay. Um, I kind of hit it. specifically said, don't get me in the head or the neck. I'm not a dart player. <laughs> no. It went in his neck, and <laughs> I felt so terrible, but he assured me he, he was okay. Anymore. Um No, he, he was he's smart. He took one of those metal meter sticks oh. and held it along his spine. There you go. So at least he was, he was going to be through. good there. <laughs> Safety. Yeah. So at, at this particular show, this outdoor one, uh, Christopher could do some fire breathing. Mm-hmm. So at our last song, which he had heard so many times from playing with us, he knew the timing of it. He was doing fire breathing in time with the uh, the shots of the music, right? Really. And even though he was several feet in front of the stage, the wall of heat that's hitting you. And then you see bands like Metallica or Rammstein or whatever, who like, you can just, it was like this tiny little taste. And I was like, this is what I need in my life. <laughs> so yeah, if I had the budget, pyro. Pyro. Pyro yeah. would be the thing. I really like that. Yeah, what lot. else would you have on stage if you had a really cool budget? Um, basically, for the Electric Dead, it would be like our version of, of White Zombies Astro Creep stage, which looked like a horror movie junkyard yep. with like chain link and crazy crucified clowns and everything. Like, not just doing the carnival thing because that's not really our thing, but like gravestones, like it would, it would be cool. Yeah, that would that's what that would be the dream for that band. That's and, awesome. And then for Temple, uh, I would love to get those cauldrons. Uh, when I saw Black Sabbath on their um, their farewell tour, they had along the back line they had these cauldrons that like had fire in them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's super. I cool. would really love to have. <laughs> we have cauldrons of fake fire, right? I would love cauldrons of real of fire. real fire. That's yeah. that's that's when you know you made it when you can afford the real the fire. real fire yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah right on so I've only got one more question for you sure sure um, but you should be able to answer it you've already been able to mention it uh, a couple already what are your top five all time favorite bands uh, if you can't do five give me three oh I can do five oh perfect okay uh, Emperor yep uh, Mortis. His, his dungeon synth stuff. I know he went into his, his synth thing, which, you know, was, I, I thought it was great that he went and did something that he felt very strongly about. But he just, that dungeon synth stuff was what I really loved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ZZ Top. Okay. Oh, yeah. Billy Gibbons is, is <laughs> I mean, Ishan's an amazing guitar player and composer. Like, and, and Jay from White Zombie was, was awesome. But like, to me, Billy Gibbons is the coolest guitar player. Like, The Electric Dead, for me, is a mix of ZZ Top and Danzig and The Misfits. That's like, cool. You put those things together, and to me, that's what made The Electric Dead. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, the original Misfits. Yeah, um, with, with Danzig, yeah. Yeah, and, and White Zombie. That's awesome. Those would be, like... Those were, the, those were the bands that, every time I heard them, you know... I just went, wow. Like that, just, it was just like, you heard it and just everything changed, right? Like from the first time, the the beginning of, of Le Sexorcisto was playing and I'm like, what is this, right? And, and just hooked. Same thing with, with the Misfits or the first time I heard Emperor. It just each of those like made such a massive impression immediately that they've just stayed with me forever. There's been many other bands that I enjoy and that mm -hmm. I like, but those, you know, really... Those are the ones that hit home for you. Oh, big time. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, 
if you want to let the listeners know or and the viewers uh, where everyone can find all your projects, all the social medias, and if you have anything else to give a shout-outs to, now would be your time. Okay, well, um, yeah, The Electric Dead are on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We're also on Bandcamp, uh, so you can get some of the, the music there. Um, I think we're on iTunes, too. Again, technology. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying so much attention to it, right? That's key. Like, Keisha's really good at that kind of thing. I'm really lucky. In each band, there's like a, a, a technological savvy genius person, right? Where I can just kind of go, like, I just write some songs and right, some music. Right, right. And I don't have to do anything else. Um, and uh, Temple of Night is on Facebook and Instagram and Bandcamp. Uh, but that's it. We don't have our music anywhere else other than Bandcamp. Oh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, both bands are on YouTube, and the Wake has has stuff on uh, Bandcamp, YouTube. We have a a Facebook page, um, but I think that one. I think you have to be invited. I think we have to change that. So if you really want to follow the Wake page, <laughs> shoot me a message on Facebook, and I'll hook you up. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> but we also have an Instagram page. So you know, all this the standard stuff that that everyone's kind of part of now. Right on. Perfect. Well, we'll end it there. Take it easy, folks.